coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm on part 20 of my 30-part series where I'm talking to you about my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. Chapter 20 is titled, Prevent Anxiety. And also, beginning with this chapter, chapter 20, we're actually on beginning to get into the fourth component of the transformation equation. So if you've been following along in this series, you know all about the transformation equation. I taught you that in, in an earlier episode, but we're moving into the competency component. And you got to remember, this entire book is about culture transformation. So this 30-part series is all about character development. So when I'm talking about competency, it's easy to think about the skills you have to do you have to have to do the job. And that is one form of competency. But in the context of this book and the content that I'm sharing with you, it's all about character. So when I'm talking about preventing anxiety, what I'm really talking about is people becoming anxious because they're being expected to lead instead of manage. And as soon as you start expecting someone to start leading, who has only been managing, they're going to have a tremendous amount of anxiety. So there's going to be uh, four or five episodes on this component of the transformation equation, talking about competency. And what I'm going to be talking about as we go through these, this next series of episodes related to this competency component, I'm going to be sharing with you different ways of how to develop your leaders. But these first couple of, of, uh, episodes on the competency component i'm just going to talk to you a little bit in general about anxiety and 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 that sort of stuff so kind of set the stage for the coming episodes so i want to start you off with a quote today from john c maxwell john says when anxiety rises motivation falls when anxiety rises motivation falls and I guarantee you if you've ever been anxious about something you've ever had anxiety you probably understand that that quote pretty well that you're not going to be very motivated because you're focused on whatever's causing you all the the anxiety so without competency there will be anxiety that's what causes our anxiety is we don't know what we don't know we don't know what we need to know in order to accomplish the mission. Daniel Pink says this. He says, one source of frustration in the workplace is the frequent mismatch between what people must do and what people can do. When what they must do exceeds their capabilities, the result is anxiety. When what they must do falls short of their capabilities, the result is boredom. And again, those are the words of Daniel Pink. And the reason I'm sharing that quote with you is because that second to the last sentence where he said, when what they must do exceeds their capabilities, 
the result is anxiety. And relative to leadership development, when an organization is moving through cultural transformation, what they must do means that all the formal authority uh, leaders must literally start to lead and focus on leading and not managing. And when the top leader comes in and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do cultural transformation. And, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety then. But as soon as people really start learning what leadership is and then they realize they don't do it, now they're being expected to do it, there's going to be a lot of anxiety. And that's why it's key and it's critical for the top leader to understand when I roll this out, I got to help everyone know where we're going which is what this entire book is about, is helping that leader cast that vision before you actually go do it. So you're actually teaching your leaders about anxiety right here at chapter 20, but the following chapters is going to help them understand what's going to be coming. So that will eliminate some anxiety when they understand what's going to come in the future, how we're going to actually learn to lead, how we're going to teach our the leaders who report to us how to lead, all that sort of stuff. So that's what, again, this book's helping to do that. And you see the, the majority of stress and anxiety experienced by people within an organization can be traced back to a combination of weak management and poor leadership. That's where most of the stress comes from. Weak management and poor leadership. Creates a ton of stress, a ton of anxiety. And what I mean by weak management is that leaders and their team members, team members struggle to effectively manage things and processes at all levels. Remember management, we've talked about this in previous episodes in this series, but we must manage things and processes. We have to, things and processes don't think and feel. But when we're, when we're not managing things and processes well, that means we're weak at management. So that's what I'm saying by weak management. And what I mean by, you know, the combination of weak management and poor leadership, what I mean by poor leadership is leaders and their teams struggle to lead themselves and others well. Remember, we must manage things and processes, but we should lead people. And I say should because it's a choice. You can manage them. So when I'm talking about poor leadership, and I'm saying leaders and their team members struggle to lead themselves and others well, what they're really doing is managing themselves. They're not leading themselves. And they definitely are usually manage, managing other people instead of leading them. Because, again, most people in most organizations, especially blue-collar organizations, they've never been taught how to lead. What they think they're doing while they're leading is not leading. Most often, it's managing. There may be some accidental moments of leadership, because we, we just learn a lot by accident. But we don't learn nearly as much as we ought to. I should say uh, we learn a little by accident, not a lot. We learn a lot intentionally. So the actual job of work being done usually doesn't cause too much stress and anxiety. It's not the job itself, but it's, it's not knowing how to do what is expected not having time to prepare for what must be done and then being expected to do too much too fast can absolutely cause a lot of stress and anxiety. So you think about not knowing how to do something. 
and I'm going to take you just to regular competency, not leadership competency for a minute, but the competency, the skills and ability required to do the job. Let's say whatever, whatever your job is, you use some type of computer or, or device software to actually uh, do, do part of your job or record it or keep track of it or something like that. You know, some type of a computer system that you're using relative to your job. Then all of a sudden, a, a, a new software rolls out or a new system. Even though you know how to do the job and you've been doing it maybe for 10 years straight on the old system, next Monday we're going to start a new system. And you kind of been trained on it a little bit to prepare and get ready for it, hopefully. But even then, you haven't done it. You're not familiar with it. There's going to be anxiety. That's what I'm talking about there. And then the next one I mentioned was not having time to prepare for what must be done. A lot of times when new systems and things like that roll out, there's not enough time to prepare, not enough in-depth training. And people don't feel like they really know what's going on. That creates a lot of anxiety because they know they're going to be responsible for dealing with it as soon as the, the new system rolls out, keeping that same example going. And then being expected to do too much too fast. I remember leading a, a a system transition where we went from one system to a completely new system. And I was actually responsible for developing the training. I had to learn how to do it myself. And while I was learning, I had to create and develop training. And then I had to go out and actually train everyone. And I know I was being expected to do too much too fast. And there was a lot of anxiety there. But now you know, now that I got you kind of understanding it relative to a, a job function, let's think about it in context of this book, Cultural Transformation, Transforming Managers of People into Leaders of People. That's where not knowing how to do, not knowing how to do what is expected, that's going to create a ton of anxiety. Because as soon as someone really, really understands what leadership is, they're going to understand they don't hardly know anything about it, much less how to do it, because it's completely different than being the boss. It's completely different than having a position and title of authority. You see, any leader at any level, we talked about earlier on about leadership. When leadership's missing, there's frustration. You know, without leadership, there's frustration. So when we talk about that, any leader at any level, as soon as they experience frustration, what I know is this. They ran, they at the end of their leadership rope. And what I mean is they no longer have influence. You think about it as a leader or even as a parent leading your children. The moment you don't have influence is the moment you become frustrated. As long as you have influence, you're not frustrated. But when you don't have it, you become frustrated. And what that mean, means is used up, you, you have used up all the influence you have. And when you're a manager of people, what that means is you, you have used up all the influence that comes with your authority, your title, and your position, your formal authority. As soon as you become frustrated, you're, you're out of influence relative to that area. So the only way... You can continue to have influence is you've got to learn how to lead people. You got to learn how to lead yourself well, how to lead others well. 
that's going to allow you to develop moral authority. It's based on your character. Again, it's what this entire book is about, is helping the top leader understand what does that mean. This entire book is literally about this chapter for the leader. This entire book is to help the leader help prevent anxiety within the top leader because now they can learn. They can see a plan. They can start to have a vision and understand what's coming. Again, that's what this entire book is about for anybody who reads it at any level. That's why if I was leading an organization, everyone in my organization is going to go through a book study with this book because I'm trying to prevent anxiety. I'm beginning with an end in mind, knowing where I'm going. And as I begin, I want to prevent as much anxiety as possible. And again, that, that goes into the, the statement I made earlier about anxiety being caused by not having the time to prepare for what must be done. If a leader wants to skip this step, doesn't want to take their team through a book study on this, it's because they're trying to go fast. That's a management principle, going fast to go slow. Leadership principle is going slow to go fast. But, but when a leader chooses not to take their team through this book so that they can understand the big picture, it's going to create anxiety in the team because then they're going, they're going to get leadership dumped on them later, some kind of leadership training, and it's, they're going to be overwhelmed because they don't understand the big picture. As soon as they get exposed to it, they're going to feel like they don't have time to prepare, and they very well may not be. If the leader skipped the step of, of, of introducing this content to them that I'm talking about now, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture book, then they may think they can dump one book on them or one training session and these people are supposed to miraculously transform into high-impact leaders. Not going to happen. It's going to take some time. So what you, tr what you want to try to do as you roll out this cultural transformation is prevent anxiety. Don't do too much too fast. Give people time to absorb it and understand the big picture. Help them understand how it's going to happen, what you're going to do different, what they're going to do different, and how you're going to help people learn. The more anxiety you can prevent, the more motivated people are going to be. So think about this, and you know it. It's the leader's responsibility to minimize stress and anxiety in the workplace. It's the top leader's responsibility it's the frontline, entry-level leader's responsibility and everybody in between. But it starts at the top. Again, that's who this book is written for so that the top leader can actually understand and become responsible and minimize stress and anxiety in the workplace. So an organization filled with people who are suffering, suffering from stress and anxiety, regardless of the reason, will not become a sought-after employer of choice. Because these people will be providing a constant stream of bad word-of-mouth advertisement for the organization. So if you think about that, and you think back when we started this series, there went my Siri on my iPhone. She think, When I said series, she thinks I'm talking to her, so I apologize for that. But... uh. Becoming a sought-after employer of choice is the goal of this book. And I talked about bad word-of-mouth advertisement early on. talked about the impact of culture. The people who work there are going are gonna to determine who work there. It's because of what they say about the organization when they're outside of the organization. 
So that's what we're talking about relative to anxiety. I'm going to leave you with a quote today by Bob Chapman, CEO of Barry Waymiller. One of the most high-impact CEOs, high-impact leaders that, that I know of on the planet at the moment. He's doing some amazing things. He says, I trust businesses are built on respect and caring, not fear and anxiety. And that's pretty powerful because for many cultures, that's that, that one statement right there explains why there's a transformation needed. I'm going to say it again. High trust businesses are built on respect and caring, not fear and anxiety. You see, in organizations that are don't have well-developed leaders, those organizations where the those informal authority positions are not leading people, they're managing people. Most of them, most of those leaders, they're insecure leaders. They may be very secure managers, but they're insecure leaders of people because they don't know what they're doing. Again, that's why they would be anxious if you start asking them to become leaders or expecting them to become leaders. But what managers of people do is they, they create an atmosphere of fear and anxiety. That allows them to have control when people are fearful and anxious. Low-impact leaders, what I call managers of people, they thrive by creating an atmosphere of fear and anxiety. And I've worked in a lot of organizations like that. And I've seen a lot of, a, a lot of people who want to get rid of that. But until the top leader wants to get rid of that, it's not going to happen. If, if leaders down below choose to, to learn to lead themselves well, but the top leader really isn't, isn't saying this is who we're going to become and I expect it from everybody. If just some people latch on, what's going to happen is after those people really develop themselves and become leaders, they're going to figure out they don't want to be in this organization anymore. So those people who actually could transform the organization are going to leave the organization. They're going to fire the leader, the leaders above them who are not buying in to leading people. Because they're not going to like working in an atmosphere of fear and anxiety once they figure out that they got an option. And they're going to go fire the boss, fire the organization, and go find another, another place that values who they have become. That's why it's so critical. That's why I keep saying over and over, this book is written for the top leader. The top leaders have got to understand the role that they play in cultural transformation. They can't just expect the company to transform. They can't just hire somebody like me to come in and transform the organizations. They can hire somebody like me to come in and transform it with them, with the top leader. And I would be coaching and mentoring that top leader and helping them understand what's happening, what's not happening. But I got to lead through the top leader. Everything that I'm doing has got to be a reflection of what the top leader is expecting, living, modeling, participating in, all of that sort of stuff. And quite often, the top leader has a lot of anxiety. Quite often, they, they've gotten interested in leadership development because they worried about engagement and turnover and retention, the stuff I talked about in the very first episode in this series. After a while... When that stuff doesn't go away, the top leaders start looking for solutions so that they can address this issue 
And most of them, they don't ever find a solution because they don't ever do leadership development from top to bottom. But some of them do stumble across leadership development. And they figure out, hey, this is what's missing. Then they bring somebody like me in and I start talking to them. And then they start feeling a lot of anxiety because they they realize they're not doing this. And they realize that the, the monumental task ahead of them as a leader, if they want to lead cultural transformation. And that's when they get to decide, make a choice. Is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? You can't just play around with this stuff. You got to be serious about it from top to bottom. And everybody has to know you're serious. Not because Max Story's in there saying, hey, the big dog up top's all on board. That ain't, I need to be saying that only if it's true. But I don't need to have to say it. The people need to already know it because they're witnessing it. They're seeing that top level leader engage differently. They're seeing the other leaders in the organizational chart engage differently because of what the top leader is doing and because of what they're expecting. So I hope you got a little bit of a uh, better understanding of where we're going in this chapter as we begin to talk about competency. And again, remember, it's not competency related to the job. It's competency related to leading yourself well and leading others well. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.